Hey, this is your host, Daxton. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Clueless Drifting. I'd be like, I'm out. Uh, oh, uh, I, wait, I think we're good. You, even though you were already planning to leave? Yeah. But hey, I wouldn't record it again, is what I'm saying. I, I think we did yeah, it. Yeah, but you weren't going to record a second episode either. So well, I'm like... not sure yet. I'm waiting to hear from the realtor if, she, if we scheduled one earlier or not. Oh, she was trying sure. to. Yep. We have nine bars, ten bars. Fourteen, one beat, two beat, three beat, four beat. Oh, uh, one more. Pterodactyl. <laughs> oh, oh. Doofenshmirtz Steve Incorporated. <laughs> you guys creep me out over there. Don't you know Doofenshmirtz? No. What you don't know Doofenshmirtz? Phineas and Ferb. Ah, that's Matty Taylor. Phineas and Ferb? Yes. Yeah. I haven't Dude, seen that since I was like three years old. Dude, that's the <laughs> best show ever. It was pretty good. I do remember yeah. that. Ah, barely. Barely the black. Makes it sound like you were born in like 2003, Dax. Yeah. Oh. You're older than both of us. That's true. No, I am an old no, fart. He's not. Old ass fart. <laughs> yeah, I am. A lingering. Uh, I, I know. I'm older than you. You're a lingering I fart. I not am even a lingering just... fart. <laughs> if you were a fart, I would clench my cheeks so hard to never let you go. No. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys watch my Bumblebee video? Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. That one's KFC. I don't understand. Finger <laughs> licking good. <laughs> Uh, for me, for me, it was like the like the mannerisms and just like the like the way he said stuff. It wasn't so much the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics were funny too, but like just it, the way he said things. He's a little worker bee. Yeah, he's hobbling on down the trail, man, <laughs> gathering honey for the queen. Okay, I really hope we're recording because I think we are. <laughs> should should I feel like Gordon should check because I trust him um, more well, with computers. Is there like a, a it's time all red stamp? now? Is there a timestamp rolling? Um, it, it and something's rolling, it, but like, how long is it? Does it, how long does it say it's been recording? Uh, sixty bars. Oh boy. Okay, I'm coming there's, over there. There's no minutes. <laughs> there's just bars. <laughs> so you see, I hit the big red thingy, and then all those went red, and we now have uh, audio files. So none of this was recorded. Uh, no. Then uh, I'm going to guess. Yes, but you hit the red button or the green button? I hit the red button. But I don't know what the green button does, if that like starts the recording. Oh, that's play. Record. We're good. We're pulled up. <laughs> Ta-da! So proud of me. Look at the handicap go. <laughs> the handicap can record, too. Yeah. I don't, what are we talking about? We don't about? even need Tyler. Yeah, we do. We, we definitely need Tyler. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we definitely need Tyler. There's no getting around that. Uh, today we're talking about turbos and superchargers. Turbos, and, turbos, turbos and temples. Turbos and superchargers? No. no, we haven't had an episode on We really? went back and looked. I mean, I'm sure tur- turbos and them. superchargers have come up many times, yeah. But okay. as far as an actual like set episode form? Yeah, not like a... Okay. Tur- okay. Turbos and temples. Does that include like centrifugals and all that? Yeah. Um, what is that a supercharger? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> roots De- is the only way to go. <laughs> then yes. You know, is, isn't roots different from twin screw? Bro, I um I sent Caleb uh a trade offer someone made for the Supra. It was a uh, an S one nine seven, so the generation of Mustang after Caleb's. Yeah. V six manual, and it comes with um a supercharger. It comes. Oh, 
Like Procharger or actual supercharger? No, it was an actual supercharger. It looked like it looked like one off of um looked like a GM like M ninety. Yeah, something oh, like okay. that. Yeah. So we're gonna one off of some OEM application. So uh, the apparently roots and twin screw are similar, but twin yeah, screw superchargers compress the air directly. Yeah. And roots, roots just move it. Create pressure in the manifold. Interesting. So the pressure is generated in the supercharger versus where it just forces air into the yeah because like if if it can flow more air than the valves can flow in then it'll build boost in the yeah. manifold no no that I, makes yeah sense. that makes no I is that what boost is no so um that's hold what on save it for the thingy no we are on the thingy where'd it go no we didn't start. we haven't even intro- we haven't had an intro that's okay that's i figured i i thought that was the whole goal like just, oh that's true just, just, hi everyone <laughs> <laughs> We're we're rolling right into this one. Yeah, but and the, we're gonna find out what boost is right now because well, I just no, thought no, it was no. a lot of well, air. No, 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 hey, well, it come is. On. It's, so it's the it's just there's two different types of superchargers. So the roots style and well, there's multiple types, but between the two types of roots and um, uh, screw twin screw, one of them compresses the air like a turbo and then pushes it into the manifold. But it's not a turbo, right? But it just it but it does have like the way since the blades are like twisted yeah um the volume between the blades decreases See, that's something that has never made sense to me how are you forcing more air between those blades that are like airtight like they're, they're like not airtight they, I know they have like little uh-huh. veins in them but like as the as it's rotating air is a compressible thing you know I know but well, if on. you're like rotating blades that are barely have a vein of air in them and Forcing that out, like I, it just seems so small, well, like so minuscule amounts well, of air. It's part of the reason they rotate so fast, right? Mm. Right, because they they spin it at like I in the d- tens of thousands. Oh, yeah, I think they can go up over twenty thousand RPM. Yeah. Okay. But so, like with the twin screw, they're literally like two separate screws, so they're spiral shaped. Yeah. So as they engage, the volume decreases. Like so, um, like the amount of spit like gathers some air and then makes the volume. Of that the air is in even it's like a smaller, piston almost. So it's literally just compressing it. Whereas um, a a root style, have you have you seen the inside of root style where it literally just looks like um, long, flat, like almost like leaf shaped lobes that just lay over top mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, that style doesn't actually compress it because the volume, like it's not making the space that the air is in even smaller. All it's doing is it's pushing air through, and so in that case, what I was saying is. If it can push more air through into the intake manifold than the engine can breathe, it'll start increasing the pressure in the manifold. But also, if you do that, you could blow the welds on your intake. (laughs) (laughs) And then drop out your floor pan. Danger to manifold! (laughs) So here's the question that I think is most important. Does that make sense, though, Dax? Yeah. yeah, So root style is um, a style that doesn't compress air. But like all the other types. The way that it's kind of making sense in my brain is one of them's like a a fan on low setting where it's kind of helping the air kind of move along. And it's just, it's it's a better flow. And then the other one's an air compressor. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, That's that's how I'm kind of making sense of it in my head. It's really like you put on a, a either, you're basically either putting on a turbo or you're putting on a leaf blower. Yeah. See, (laughs) See, here's the... Here's what's important, though. I'm pretty sure Mighty Car Mods did a video on it a leaf blower installed on their is I've seen the car. wine. That is the most important part. Here the wine, the wine, supercharger wine. I mean, I can you get like the twins. You're like, he's going back to his Doctor Phineas. <laughs> Doctor Phineas. <laughs> I don't know. Earlier, Doofenshmirtz. earlier, Doofenshmirtz came up and Dax was like, "Who is that?" Yeah, I don't remember most of my childhood. Das Auto. It was all trauma, you know. I just blocked it all out. <laughs> 
But you know, speaking speaking of leaf blowers, did you? I know um, there's been a couple places that so Roadkill. Um, do either have you either of you guys really watched Roadkill for Motor Trend? Um, I watched. What is his name? The one with the beard, not the uh, taller guy, Mike Finnegan. Yes, I believe so. And he's got the truck, mm-hmm. the the sea body. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's I got watched, a lot of sweet stuff. I watched his videos on that. Anything besides that, I did watch their uh, twin turbo boat. His mm-hmm. boat that would like yeah, game stand over. out of the water. Yeah, yeah. So that thing was cool. So a long time ago, they did a leaf blower supercharger episode, and. You know, they started off with one and progressively added more to see what would actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in order to to have, like, any sort of difference, I think they ended up having, like, six different leaf blowers blowing nice. into the one engine <laughs> because they just couldn't provide enough, did they, you know, pressure. Did they try using one of those um, uh, motor-operated, like, the ones that you put on, like, a backpack leaf blower, like the heavy-duty uh, ones I that think, actually have a motor on them? I, I don't remember <laughs> if they – I think they were all – Electric, electric like ones. ones, then then they had a generator in the back of the car <laughs> to <laughs> power. Should have just gone straight to one because those know. those move those a things lot flow a lot. Yeah. yeah, I think they bought some ones that flew. Because then instead of but, a generator and electric ones, you just start the yeah <laughs> start the. I can't remember. Maybe it's so leaf, long since I watched blower it. motor and you're done. But they're not the only people I've seen do that, you know, and people yeah. who've made power <laughs> more power. Okay, so answer that. me this because as as much of a car guy as I claim to be, yeah. As much as I love the sounds of V8s and and four cylinders turbos and all that stuff, I have yet to ever understand it. And I've put no thought into it or research. Sure. And I probably have the answer in my pocket. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, by the way, really no, quick, sorry. They, they were gasoline ones already. They had oh. them in the back and they ducked them from all to the front. <laughs> So, wait, Sorry. but like, were they were they oh, were they gasoline ones that like the motor is already like the body of the blower? Yeah, because like the ones that you yeah. use for like that landscapers use, you it's literally a backpack. The motor is on their backpack. No, these are okay. How yeah. much? Here they are backpack ones. Let me see. And then they just ducted them all to the front. Interesting. Yeah, are I they, did. Are I, those I, backpack ones? Yeah, they are. I've also seen they people really try and use like the electric pro chargers or electric turbos as they Those call them work no they didn't do anything it, it, it actually <laughs> created one pound of boost and how much power did this setup make i don't remember i have to find it all yeah, find it not much. find it now okay so oh, i'll wait, look so what, no hold on what was your question so going back to my na- naivety naivety yeah yeah is that is that how you say it mr grammar <laughs> you had it right the first time <laughs> oh did i yeah. dang it <laughs> um the the freaking like uh, Fast and the Furious Dom's yeah. Charger. Yeah, yeah. What is the point of that giant thing on the top of the motor, like the blower? It's just a yeah. It's, a, it's just a well, root. So that's a root. The the it's it's a massive blower. First of all, it's just a really big one, and then um that's the the intake, the scoop, and the throttle body. Those just like the so old. They've got the three the three butterfly valves on them, so that's your throttle. I've seen some with four. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of them and had carbs too, and that older style. Yeah, engine, so they which were, make them really tall because they were stack blow them. through. Oh. They were blow through. Yeah, so well, they had carbs. draw through and blow through. Kind or of draw through is what I meant. Um, uh, so you've got your your valves, your butterfly valve for your throttles, um, and then the scoop that points the air down, and then sometimes I know they even put filters in those, um, but. Uh, then it would go into your either your carburetor and then your supercharger, or your supercharger and then your carburetor setup. Exactly like Caleb said, either draw through or blow through. So with with uh, with what you just said, um, you could because essentially you could have the carburetor on top of the blower, right? 
and then and have just the fuel mixture inside inside the charger and yeah. so that way it's it's still pushing atomized fuel with the air yeah okay. yeah and it's just it's usually easier it's uh, a lot of times um you people do like a draw through setup just because then it still behaves like a regular carburetor because the air going through the carburetor is not compressed yet yeah and so it it can make it a little easier i mean of course you need extra high flowing because then the the charger is like drawing through because more because that it, it's more, not seeing that boost and so you're just right. feeding more fuel right. to compensate at a, for at that. a regular atmospheric pressure okay. yeah so yeah. so i um, r- but really they <laughs> stack like a ton of stuff, and that's why it's that high through the hood. Yeah. yeah. And I've never understood like why. I thought it was just kind of like big wings for drift cars. Oh, I yeah. I thought it was yeah. just kind of like a fashion statement no. thing. But the one other benefit, and I don't know if you guys discussed it because I've been trying to read all this, is that uh, having the supercharger higher up also helps air cool the supercharger technically because yeah. they do heat soak quite a bit and <laughs> yeah. so having the air flow past it does it's help. basically yeah. a volkswagen <laughs> <laughs> it's basically always... an old beetle that you put on top of your hood <laughs> and some of them do like meth injection you know pre-supercharger too yeah. um or, or water yeah and that makes a ton of sense to me because i've always yeah. wondered how like when people stack like a, a supercharger directly to the motor and they have the the intercooler the air to water intercooler or air to air intercooler sandwiched in between the it's intake all air to water Oh, is it all air to water? Yeah, you can't do air to air. In oh, I thought you could. No, no okay. air to air. Well, it's because like, like um, if it's if the cooler is mounted between the charger and and whatever's below it, whether it's your mm-hmm. carb or your engine, um, there is no other where, air. Like how source. how would you get your air into the air to air intercooler? Like I the because like, that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect right. sense. So usually I, usually it's water. So that way you still have like a like a quote unquote radiator yeah. heat exchanger up front. And then water ran to that cooler there. Or a nice box. So then that kind of answers the question because I I had always wondered how you really cool that compressed air from a supercharger that right, style. Right. Yeah. Because I was like that like that thing's like, got to get, get stupid hot. You know, yeah. a lot of hot rod guys just straight up don't cool them too. Yeah. It was oh, like really? the common thing because there wasn't the technology to do that. And so oh they just straight up you know just run it and so that's why like three hundred degree yeah. air intake and that's one of the benefits <laughs> yeah. to a draw through carburetor setup is because the fuel also helps cool the supercharger as it passes through. That's why my car gets one mile a gallon. Well, no, no <laughs> uh, a, a blow through would actually do better because then um, like the fuel would be compressed with the air. Yeah. Whereas the, if you add the air or the fuel after, no, the it, fuel it would is cool just better. used purely to cool the supercharger. I'm saying by having draw through. The fuel is flowing through the supercharger, and that mm-hmm. enacts like as a cooling process. At yeah. The same oh time. no, I was I was just saying but you could technically get even better cooling if you added the fuel after the air was compressed. Maybe engine cooling. I'm just no talking. air cooling because we were talking about intercoolers. Hold on, really quickly. That's does that make sense? I know. I, I don't think I. I'm pretty sure that it's shown that you get colder air temps by doing fuel beforehand, but. I could be wrong. Well, so. uh, at least the way the physics works is if you add the fuel to the air after it's compressed, um, yeah. because you're not um, you're not adding. The but the fuel is still in the air while it's compressed. Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. It's like if you add the fuel after the air was compressed, yeah. you can theoretically get a bigger temperature differential. I, I don't think you do though. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, no, you that get makes sense. I, that's what I was saying. Those. That's why I just said theoretically because yeah. I I haven't compared the the yeah. results back to back. No, I'm pretty, but yeah. the way physics works is at least if you're just applying it to the air with no other external factors yeah. like the charger or the engine, then you can get 
better cooling if you add it after because you're not so, adding the heat into the temperature or the heat into the fuel yeah through I, the charger I get what at you're, the same I time. get what you're saying but i'm pretty hey, sure in practice it's shut up already i have a question never dummy, dummy in the corner has a question okay <laughs> not even <laughs> i know what a blow through style carburetor is because everyone tell dax how smart he is he calls himself stupid but I he's not stupid keep going but I know what a blow-through carburetor is because I wanted to turbo one of my go-karts. Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. so I kind of, like, I read up on those and got the basics and understandings of those. Yeah. And, and but what is a draw-through style? So is that just, com- it like, has atmospheric pressure above and yeah. you're it's, it's just like fuel? It's just like you have a carburetor pre, pre-supercharger. Yeah. Or pre-turbo. If you want to look at, like, most people don't do it with turbos because most turbos are not fuel-rated. Um, but it's just like if you were putting the And that's where you would do a blow through, like what you're saying. So it's just okay. pre or post com- uh, compressed air. Okay, but it's still same style. Yep. Yeah, okay. well, draw, well, well, blow through actually usually has to have a special style carburetor to deal with the, the pressure. Uh, the pressure oh, or yeah. you have it in a pressurized box. Yeah, which is pretty something. cool. So you basically like you put the carburetor entirely inside of the charge air pipe, basically. So like you So that you, way it's <laughs> constantly under that pressure and you Yeah, don't. so okay. the surrounding air is also the same pressure. Because um, it, it just Otherwise like, you your fuel jets and stuff like that don't work very well. Right. Because like you have um it with a naturally aspirated setup, you're using atmospheric pressure out here and then actually a slight vacuum inside of it and that's what kind of draws the fuel into the air passing through okay so you create the exact same environment but in a higher pressure environment yeah. all the way around which is, I, don't, th- I don't know yeah. why but i think that's the coolest if, thing if you don't it's have... like let's just stick it inside <laughs> of the air flowing and it'll work and it does which is See, awesome yeah if you don't have a specially built carburetor and you just use a regular carburetor in a blow-through setup the issue is you're literally you're gonna, gonna be trying to force fuel carbu- out. yeah fuel out of the carburetor <laughs> because oh, of the way that because they the work it, that. yeah because yeah. Since there's, you know, no external pressure, it's literally just going to try to push the fuel back down the jets instead yeah. <laughs> as you create boost. So it doesn't yeah, work that, very that well. Fuel just spraying good. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so really quick, you, I, I'm still, I guess, on this Mon, so this leaf blower. So it was a oh, Chevy yeah. Monzo with a 350, <laughs> and they had five Husqvarna backpack blowers that are like $1,300 a piece. Wait, so it was in a, a what? A Monza. What's a They're Monza? little coupes from, they're not very common. They're kind of they're lame. lame. Were they sold in America? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. a Chevy. Mo- they're just kind of weird little cars, but either they way, they're like a it's Pinto like the, can, uh, no, competition. No. Oh, I thought it they looked were a little big. It looked a little bigger than that, almost like a the next size up from the Pinto, whatever the Pinto. No, they're like a little coupe, like a little like this is. I mean, it was I, a I think fast it was more back, like. But was it like the AMC Gremlin? Is that what it was in? Comparison no, Gremlin's to? Gremlin is a weird. Gremlin shit. was smaller too. That was that was also that looks Pinto almost competitor. identical to a 300Z from like a if you squint your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like a. Oh, first I was gen thinking 300. more like a Nova, but yeah, I see what so, you're saying. Yeah, but either so these were like um, they were kind of funky little cars, but it had the 350 in it. It was like so, a large compact. So almost. they had. Five Husqvarna, thirteen hundred dollar leaf blower backpacks, <laughs> which were nice. So they're nice yeah. leaf blowers. Yeah, they are. And they made twenty horsepower on top of the stock. Mm-hmm. Nice. And they gained two miles an hour and a quarter. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure so, I'm sure it has to do with just like they're not designed to build pressure. No, they're not, and that's the main thing. If I remember right, is like it had a ton of airflow. Right. But they just didn't have anything behind Yeah, they were probably it outflowing the, the engine multiple times over. Well, what, yeah. what, what goes through my head with that is, like you guys are saying, they're not built, made to build pressure. So in my head, it's almost like a vacuum. If you close the intake right. and you're trying to get it to suck stuff up, it's not going to go anywhere because you're losing the, the intake draw from it. So if you're forcing so much air into a, comp- like a 
a smaller space and it's not flowing anymore, then the backpack isn't going to keep flowing and cramming air in there. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, There's all sorts of different ways, you know, you can look at it that way. But the the other issue, you know, there's a lot of, um, with superchargers that people sometimes don't realize, or they, I know people talk about it too, is there's usually a power loss technically with superchargers too. Mm -hmm. And you can also create a restriction. Actually, there is. Yeah, there is a power loss. And there's all, you can also, if you don't size the supercharger correctly for your engine, it's, it's not a very common issue, but you can actually be a restriction. Uh, to your engine entirely. Instead. Of course, that's but why can't you do that with every... turbos. Yeah, because you can you can size yeah. a turbo wrong and like right. a V eight. I think they're... a pretty fat turbo. Yeah. That's why most um, I think uh, almost every supercharger out there has an integral bypass valve. Yeah, like so that way, oh. especially it's mainly for idle. Yeah, but um, it's always to allow more air through than the charger if, if can flow. If your bypass through. valve is opening at five thousand RPMs, you're not making any power with that supercharger. Oh, okay. uh, un- unless if it's restrict, well, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, well, <laughs> yeah. was going to say unless it's restrictive enough that opening power. it up adds power again, yeah. but that's the charger still re- taking power away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. the fun so, part with superchargers; they do draw energy. It's, so that's the nice part about a turbo. You know, smaller pulley <laughs> is the is the <laughs> turbo doesn't take. It's not even it smaller pulley, paras- bigger crank pulley. It doesn't have a parasitic <laughs> loss with a turbo, but the so a supercharger does create a parasitic loss. So yeah, it's because you're that's you're driving about something. To bring but, up is I mean, so does so does superior. a turbo, but it's it's um or it's not parasitic. It's um it's repurposing lost energy. Yeah, because you lose it's so much energy t- in the but exhaust. But you could bolt a turbo onto an exhaust, and you wouldn't be losing any engine power really, unless you had like a totally optimized. Right. Yeah. That's that's why I correct myself because it, it's it's not um, technically parasitic because it's making use of 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 energy that you're already uh, yeah. getting rid of. Yeah. Whereas a supercharger draws, draws more, more energy that you haven't, it's that like, you weren't losing. It's yet. like, have you ever deleted a, you know, a pulley-driven engine cooling fan before? Have you ever done that? Oh, just like an old school, like, like fan, mechanical clutch fan. fan, yeah, mechanical yeah. fan. Yeah, you get yeah. rid of that, and you'll you'll, you'll gain pep. more power, yeah. and you get better fuel mileage. So it's basically like adding one of those back on your. That's engine. something that blows my mind. Is like I know it's real, and I've seen horsepower numbers. I've seen dyno sheets. I've seen it. That's like underdrive Wait, pulling, but too. like losing from, from but, taking a fan off or no, adding no, no, no. a charger from deleting AC. Oh yeah, from deleting like front accessories, and it's always been a long running joke in the Miata community and Honda community. I'm going to get you now, and they turn off their AC. Right. Well, because <laughs> I mean, true. 10 horsepower isn't always a lot, but when you all only have 20 to begin with, yeah. that's like a 300. That's a third of your engine's I've power. Had, right. I've, had yeah. a, you know, I've had a ton of cars with small engines. When you turn off the AC, and you're like, you can notice yeah. it. It feels oh, faster. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's times like, what? <laughs> it was like it? Kenyon, when um, his his E30, when he came by the shop, and I, I filled it with, uh, with refrigerant because yeah. he hadn't had it working for a while. He was like, ah, sweet. I'm so glad to have AC. And then later that day, he called me. He was like, I stalled it out of light. <laughs> He's like, because like, it just, yeah, dude, you can notice the like, power loss. Like when I had a my MR2, it had, you know, one of them had AC or I mean, I didn't, AC never worked. I just but it's hit, just like, I just hit race this someone, you know? can on my tooth. AC off every time. <laughs> I just hit this can on my tooth. Good job. Oh, very nice. I hope everybody heard that. that. Are you going to start crying now? Do we need to get you a cookie? <laughs> I want a cookie. <laughs> so I need I. a cookie now. <laughs> but it's a, it, it's an interesting thing. That, and that's kind of why underdrive pulleys are a thing. Yeah. You know, because then you're driving pulleys less, you know. So you put on a smaller crank pulley, you know, that's lighter weight or something. You're losing rotating mass for one thing, which is always 
well, it's not, it depends on your application. It's nice for revving things out, but by getting that smaller pulley, you're driving your alternator less, you're driving your power steering pump less, you're driving, you know, your mechanical fan, your AC compressor yeah, less. The whole pulley and so while you may redesigned. lose some of the efficiency of those items in the pursuit of horsepower, you do gain horsepower and better. Wait, you do a bigger crank pulley for more boost. No, I'm saying, I'm just talking in general, yeah. like, uh, like... For gaining power well, without boost. Gotcha. Yeah, but, you know, and so that's... So it's that same sort of principle with the supercharger. You know, you add it on. It's, they, are, they take a lot of rotational force yeah. to get moving, especially the higher you go, the more they're cramming, you know, air in, the, the more the parasitic draw. I'm pretty sure, like, some superchargers can take, like, on the bigger, you know, higher horsepower superchargers, like, on their own, I think they can take... 50, 200 horsepower. Yeah, just to drive that supercharger. Because okay. it, it's just a big air pump. See, yeah. But again, if, if it's at peak RPM or peak horsepower, increasing your horsepower by 800, then a 200 horsepower loss is still better than, than nothing. Yeah. So it's just something that's kind of interesting. You've still got that. a positive net gain. I'm but. pretty sure c- centrifugal superchargers draw less than like a roots or twin screw. I found the perfect way to describe it. To describe what? A supercharger. Huh. It's like the government. It's, it's a little horsepower. It's a, so you're gaining eight hundred, but you're losing two hundred. It's yeah. taxed horsepower. If it was if it was uh, government, you'd lose half. Nah, that's true. <laughs> I don't I don't like my looking at my taxes anymore. It's not fun. Yeah. But, but everybody said you buy a house and that'll change. Nope, didn't change. Still getting. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm looking for a house. That's awful. But no, it's not. Why aren't okay. Why aren't you having I, fun? I, we're not talking about houses here. <laughs> this not? is not what I want to talk. We about. are now the real estate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't come to us for advice. <laughs> no, do not at all. But you know the so you know we've talked about kind of roots and twin screw a little bit, and then there's the whole other field of centrifugal. There's different brands of centrifugal. You know, there's like Rotax. There's Procharger. There's uh, Ken, no, not Ken Bell. That's like twin screw roots. I'm trying now. I can't think of any other one. Vortec. Um, I've got a pro charger on my Mustang myself, and it's really, you know, it looks like a turbo. Wait, yeah. You, sorry, I missed it. Are you just listing centrifugal super? I was just listing off different brands, and they some of them have their own unique, I think, designs, mm-hmm. but it's all kind of the same base concept. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of take, I think, some of the the aspects, you know, obviously of like a turbo with a compressor housing, the compressor style wheel of a turbo some slight variances in that and i am no in no way a centrifugal you know like someone who knows a lot about it but it's kind of cool to see there's different advantages you know from each style supercharger um i do believe centrifugals also heat soak less like roots or twin screw like you also just have less mass to actually have heat in i mean it's a it's a much smaller and it's not surrounded by engine like it's normally pushed a little bit away yeah so the yeah because most roots and twin screw mount you know directly to the engine not not all of them but most of them are like directly on the intake just because they are large and that's usually the most direct source of getting the air inwards and so that's kind of the nice part about centrifugals is i can i have intercooler you know i have an intercooler an air to air in the front bumper because of the way that they're designed i have that outlet that i can run it however i want but you're very very similar to a turbo in that sense with how how that all operates yeah and so the versus the other ones except the nice part is is i have zero exhaust work and so that yeah that is one nice part i like about the superchargers is i do think for the most part that they're easier how much oil does it go through though i haven't ever it's enclosed like it, so like, it just recirculates. It's like it's like yeah. a diff where you if oh, okay. you, you yeah. service it, you just drain it out and then yeah. And it so doesn't it doesn't like and most superchargers are that way. Most of I them, mean, if you wanted, you could install some sort of pump to like cool it, 
through a, a heat exchanger, but I think you really have to be. I think those those are those are. Yeah. I, it's only recommended to do that over thousands of horsepower, I believe. And of course, it depends on your your. Charger I'm running too, my your, my pro charger pro at like charger the bare too. minimum. It's like making like four psi. It's rated, I think, for like 800 plus horsepower, and I'm probably making like around 300 at, well, at the crank. One of, one of these <laughs> so days, would you say that, that like, will turn up the boost. So yeah. not in a negative way, but would you say that your your um oh my goodness that word just went right out of my head. <laughs> well, you know, Come I, I had a really good yeah. point. Wait, I was, so I was looking up why they don't use um, centrifugal superchargers in production cars. Yeah, because I've I've never heard of a single production car that uses centrifugal style mm-hmm. uh, supercharger. And just this guy right here goes, I know I've ranted on this before, but I don't feel like searching for my previously long-winded tirade. (laughs) In my honest opinion, the belt-driven centrifugal is by far the stupidest form of forced induction commonly used. (laughs) A positive displacement supercharger always provides boost, yet robs crankshaft power. A turbocharger does not always provide boost, but does not rob crankshaft power. A centrifugal does not always provide boost, and yet always robs crankshaft power. <laughs> Turbo better than screw, which is all better than centrifugal. See, I don't know if I, because it just all depends on your pulley size. You can I remember, I remember, I remember. So if that thing... <laughs> <laughs> don't I, lose it, don't I lose have, it. Go ahead, go ahead. So, with how, like... Essentially, like what you were saying is, you have a, a a pro charger that's rated for 800 horsepower. Yeah. Once again, I use pro charger like Kleenex. Yeah. But you have you actually do have a pro charger brand. Yeah. So the pro charger that you have is rated for way more than what you're using it for. Yeah. Would that essentially be like me slapping on a massive turbo and having no. lag? And that's the great part. So that's that's the nice part about some like superchargers is they are like linear. In their, no matter no yeah. matter what load position you're in. The boost is only dependent on RPM. So okay. you can be like barely on throttle at 7,000 RPMs and fully on throttle at 7,000 RPMs. And aside from like a, um, bypass, a, a valve. bypass valve, the charger is spinning the exact same. Okay. So that's the great part about yeah. it that I yeah, love. Yeah, because if you think about it, though, if it's belt driven, yeah. then yeah. a certain RPM of the engine always relates yeah. to a certain RPM of the yeah. charger. And the bypass okay. valve is just hooked to uh, a vacuum port. And so when the throttles close, there's vacuum in the intake manifold. It opens up the bypass valve. It's almost like a like a wastegate or something. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, so as soon much. as I, it just works in the opposite, essentially. Yeah. As soon as I open the throttle, it closes. But that's the part I really like about the supercharger. I mean, that's also the, how a wastegate works, but yeah. Yes, but except the wastegate's, you know, releasing pressure, whereas the uh, it bypasses. It stays closed, yeah. yeah. It's just you were saying that when you put the throttle down, it closes, which, yeah. which is like the only part that's the same. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me the one example that, <laughs> that didn't but, prove his point. Um, we got you, though. So the part that it's great about superchargers is it feels like an NA engine. Yeah. It's very snappy. And so that is one part that I like a lot with drifting is if I let off throttle, you know, if I had a big turbo. Power goes away just like yep. you want. And then as soon as I'm there, it's on. There's as zero. As soon as you're back on the throttle, yeah, you're right no at the spool. same power you were before. Yeah. Hmm. So it, it's, it's really nice to have just this instantaneous power. Like I go, when, I, when I first drove it, I massive change because all of a sudden power, big jumping power, zero, you know, noticeability basically and drivability other than just that added power. power. Yeah. And so that's. You know, even small turbos. It behaved identically to before, just yeah. more power. Yeah, and so that's the great part is it feels like you put in a bigger engine without putting in a bigger engine. And so it's literally just on, off, on, off, on, off. And it's not like even a small turbocharger takes I was, a I was, second. I was thinking about this just the other day, and I was like, 
I definitely want to build a a turbo or oh, cool because I was thinking I actually sent Caleb this last night. I think I sent it to you as well. Hoonigan's um like I rock Chevy generation. Uh, oh, their yeah, Camaro, the Camaro that yeah. has a ten something liter V eight yeah, in it. Yeah, thing's not Chevy big block. Yeah. Um, but I was I was I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, that's cool. A thousand horsepower, naturally aspirated. Like that's yeah. that's nothing to to, <laughs> to scoff yeah. at. Yeah. But um, I was like, well, I definitely want to do that at some point. That'd be super cool. But to get like really good responsiveness out of a turbo V eight, ideally you do twin turbos, so that way you can get them as small as possible. Although I was thinking about that, and I was like, um, this right sized single turbo can spool identically and perform identically to the right size twins but anyways um but twin turbos always looks cool yeah i, I don't want to do twins. i like a big single personally but um it's easier to do twins on a v8 so i can't remember if i was I talking don't know if to I you agree. about <laughs> this the other day but why why is it in your guys's opinions like it's massive in the diesel community yeah compound turbos i'm I getting love there it. i'm getting there okay. hold on okay. i love but compounds. anyways um i so i was thinking about it was like for a drift car what you would do is you would get as small of a turbo as you can to get, like, um, basically, y- you would aim to get a certain amount of boost at redline. Um, so, like, because if as small, when you start going as small as you can, you start losing efficiency near redline. So, like, your, your boost kind of tapers off. Yeah. So, you would get that taper off as high as you're okay with and as low of a spool as you can, so, like, you kind of balance it. Yeah. And then what you do is you use the wastegates to make it not create tons of boost early on and then taper off like most small turbos do, but rather you open the wastegate to make it make the same boost um, when it's first spooling as redline, so you get, like, a straight line of boost the entire um, rev range. So, like, say say you have a small turbo that can spool up to, like, 20 PSI, at 3500 rpm and it'll carry that but as it starts getting closer to redline it kind of peters off drops down to like 15 psi in your redline what you would do is you would open the wastegate to only ever target 15 psi so you floor it 3500 rpms it goes up to 15 and it stays at 15 psi all the way see i would rather have the boost ramp up and back down i'd rather just get all the boost i I, that's what i'm uh, that's what i'm saying is like that would be cool but if you're trying to make it like the most linear responsive twin turbo v8 as possible that's how you do it because then you would get because you got as small of a turbo as you can it yeah. spools really fast yeah so anytime you get back on the throttle you're almost instantly in the boost again and it behaves super linearly like a, a tur- uh, naturally aspirated v8 or a um uh supercharged v8. i just feel like that's i don't know i still think if you're i guess it depends on your usage but i when i was walking around when we had fd i feel like i noticed two things mostly looking at engine bays was either high power high power na or supercharged v8 mm-hmm. and i feel like that's primarily what you saw and i think there's a reason for that oh no i wasn't saying yeah. this would be superior to, yeah, no, to I, the the supercharged see, or na i get what you're saying with i'm just turbos, saying if you're trying to make it behave that yeah, way then that's the best sense. way to do it and i i plan to do that because one i just i like being able to um like make an engine do exactly what i want it yeah. to do that not a lot of people do because a lot of people do like when they go for power they're just like slap her on there let's go but i i I love like properly tuned engines and i think that'd be a lot of fun to make so i like the excitement of the turbocharger which is 
the fun and the ramp up. Well, but I for think. a drift car but, though, it's it's exciting yeah. but not very functional. Yeah, it's unpredictable and it's fun. Yeah, whereas like Dax, <laughs> I mean, you, Dax, you had a, a big a big yeah. turbo on your Miata, and then you stepped it or stepped down a good bit to uh, an STI turbo yeah. specifically for that reason. Yeah, because you would. As soon as you let off the throttle, all your boost is gone, and you get back into it, and you're like, and you're "All right, guys, for give me 5, two 000. to three business days until I have boost again." Yeah, and then you're finally back into it by the time you're needing to let off again. Which top end, it was awesome. Right. So if I could stay in boost the whole time, that like, thing was a yeah. ripper. Like in a straight line, oh, dude, I bet that thing was a blast. Yeah, but like any red any, line shift, red line shift, any throttle blip or input that was less than full throttle. Yeah. And yeah, that thing was useless. See that, right. This is what's nice about modern turbos, is that and you know none of us have currently had the money to buy some of these said modern turbos, but they have like you know these high quality turbos. They do run you know several grand, um, but they're ball bearing, you know, and they have all these new technologies coming out where you can get a massive turbo. Like with the TDI groups I'm on, one of them, you know, I had so I had a it was still a journal bearing, so oil. Uh, driven bearing, and it was a GT. You're talking about your ALH. Yeah, my my ALH. It was a GT 1856V. It was a, and it was a fairly big this turbo. Is, this is a 1.9 liter diesel yeah. four cylinder. Yeah. So so it's kind of weird sizes compared to gas, but it was a fairly big turbo for that group. But people were saying if you bought the this like GT, I think it was a GTD, which was like so there was a GTB series of turbos, which was ball bearing, and then there was a GTD, which was like the newest version of ball bearing turbos. And you in a GTD turbo, you could go from a GT eighteen fifty six to a, like a GT twenty two, um, what was it? Something. Just say GT it was like one more time sixty. Is <laughs> GTD? <laughs> I think it's a GTD twenty two, like sixty six or something like that. Yeah. And it was this, it was a way bigger turbo, like in every dimension. And they said it spools faster hmm. than the one that I had. GTB so, get totally bent. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's GTD? <laughs> no, we're not going to go there. <laughs> That's exactly so, where my mind <laughs> Me and Dax are on the same page. <laughs> but We're not going there. Quit with a curious look on your face. Goofy Tonka Destroyers. So, but the cool part, you know, with the modern turbo technology, like what I'm trying to, <laughs> to say there is like you can put on these way bigger turbos and have better spool times. Okay, there is there is a difference in it though because like those um like the those are also like they're very similar and they do have different bearings but they also have slightly different um uh, exhaust housing designs too. And so mm. like um which all makes and that's just what I'm saying is modern turbos they're not, you know, there's a lot of people still using turbos that were designed in the 90s and in right. the 80s. You know, not like, my STI turbo. It was designed in 2016. <laughs> no, it was released in 2016. Yeah. And so that's like you get these modern turbos that are, you know, they just have way more efficient housings, way more efficient, you know, impellers and compressor wheels. And what I've seen recently bearing is, designs is and, um, uh, the hybrid turbo uh, technology is really where it's at. Mm-hmm. Like recently, I've been seeing a lot of that. Like I've seen dynographs of it where like. What is a hybrid turbo? Um, so it's um it's more of or it's rather than just buying like an off the shelf aftermarket turbo, they're um uh they're basically like OEM turbos that have been like they have a bigger compressor housing and um compressor yeah. wheel, but they're still using a smaller um it's turbine on, housing. Yeah. So that way the 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 turbine the exhaust side is still like appropriately fitted for the engine while still allowing a greater volume output of so, of compressed air to me 
that's like the so because I have that STI turbo, I've looked into upgrading and and stuff like that because they have right. tons of stock yeah. upgrades for them. And I guess they, I don't know what the G is for, but mine technically right now is like an 18G turbo. Is you what mean, they you mean a VF48? Yes, the VF48, and and it, you can upgrade the compressor wheel mm-hmm. to a 20G, and use the same housing, but yeah. flow more. That's air. essentially like a hybrid, basically. Okay. Uh, I would say because it's built, you know, you're usually using usually hybrids the, use different housings as well. Well, wasn't that what you were saying? Was different housing? As no, well? you said same no, housing. Same housing. Same housing. With with at least the STI turbo. So that I know they that's have, pretty it's common. It's called like the you... 20G upgrade or whatever. Yeah, so what they it's call probably yeah. just like a billet wheel with slightly different fin design. Yes. Um, and so that's just like um, it might technically be a hybrid, but I don't think so because it's like it's just an upgraded compressor wheel. Yeah. Okay. Whereas usually hybrids are mixing and matching compressor housings and turbines house turbine housings for different character okay. traits. And so what I was saying though is like I've I've seen dyno charts um where like um you try to step up to a bigger turbo because you want to make even more power and then um your spool starts really dropping off. You're not making you're not even starting to get close to peak boost until 45 5000 rpms whereas like if you just um properly size these these hybrid turbos you can make the same peak horsepower but get spool 1000 2000 rpm sooner yeah. there's also like, different they're just characteristics like, that you can um, get from them which like, is nice i've been impressed like um i've seen people that like go to upgrade to bigger turbos and they go back to their hybrid because it like performed just as like peak power but gave them even better spool like it, there was no downside to going with the quote-unquote smaller turbo like it literally just I, made like obviously if you're going for massive a, power you can't i still think you can get a better all-around turbo with aftermarket than a hybrid because a hybrid is limited to the frame of that oem turbo if you're going for massive power yeah. I'm not, no but, i'm not even saying massive power but I'm drivability saying all, no i'm saying no, all around no you, you can buy no totally because you can buy a turbo in any configuration of sizes with a better bearing than i can i guarantee than what you can buy from an oem and so, no, a lot of a lot of like newer OEMs are using good bearings. Plus, um, ball bearing is not. I'm not saying just than, no. I'm not saying general, just ball bearing, but you but, can totally buy a better turbo aftermarket. It may cost a lot, but you can buy a better turbo than any hybrid turbo, guaranteed. No, not in my experience, at least. It's because um, we're experiencing not these massively nice turbos. I think you know, and genuinely, you can buy. A turbo. No, the graphs Literally, I'm any talking config- about are, are really high-quality turbos. No, I, I, I know there are good high-quality hybrid no, turbos. No, I'm saying compared to high-quality aftermarket. I, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I disagree. Turbo completely. means turbo. Yeah, but like I said, if I Boost. If, if from, from all the, the dyno graphs that I've seen, if you're going for massive power, then yes, you can go big no, turbo. it's not just But there's nothing power, that, that performed that, like, um, hybrid turbos just have the absolute best of both. I, hey, mom, it's, dad, can we quit fighting? Yeah. Can we talk about compound turbos it's, now? It's, it's, it's not fighting. I, 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 the whole I, point you look of this, like you want to punch him. I, no, no, I feel I'm, like he wants to punch me. He no. said, "Let's get it on." <laughs> I was I'm, talking about uh, the fight. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I step brothers. Oh, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, I, I do think that there are. Better turbos than OEM hybrids. I've seen it. I've you know watched it. I've well, researched that's it. That's where better matters. Like for better like in every regard. Compromising spool for time, spool high, no. and peak horsepower. No, I've yet to see better. No, I I yeah. There you can get better spool time. You can get better top end. You can get. You have to show end. me because I've I've never seen it. Okay. 
I would just from my inexperience of not searching all this stuff. I would also just the way my brain works. Sorry, that was my phone. I forgot it wasn't. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> um, I I would assume that if there's going to be an aftermarket turbo company and somebody's going to make a hybrid turbo, yeah, that they're going to want to try and beat that. I I would. Who's they? The the aftermarket producer. Oh yeah. So I would assume that yes, once you get into like like ten thousand dollar, maybe not ten thousand. I'm exaggerating. Yeah. But like very very expensive aftermarket turbos. Turbo. Yeah. Then that's where you're going to start fighting that that hybrid turbo style, but in my head is a, a cost effectiveness for drifting. Hybrid is definitely more cost effective. I will not argue Yeah, that. and There's that's no that's kind of how my brain is interpreting all this, is like, it, for cost effective, hybrid turbo is going to kick it all day oh, long. I wasn't talking anything about price. Oh. Yeah, for, no, like like per- performance. Like You're wrong. You can't get, I, I have I no think, experience to back with, it up, yeah, but you're I'm wrong. You can't get like the same peak performance as a, a big charger. I, th- I think we need to do yeah. more research. But that's what I'm I, saying. I, 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 but I have. That's what I'm saying. On, so have I. <laughs> so that's the issue here. I've done oh, yeah. no yeah. Like I said, you'll have to send me the dyno graphs you've seen. But it's um, it, it's impressive. And a part of it, too, is um, OEMs have spent hours and hours getting a custom-designed um, uh, turbine, uh, turbine housing that like is designed to work specifically with the engine and the exhaust configuration, both going into the turbo and out of it. And so like, um, your spool characteristics are like tailored to the engine basically. Well, I think it was actually a conversation me and you had a little while ago as well. It might've been me and you, I don't know. I don't know who I talk to anymore. I just remember conversations and there's a blank face in front of me in my mind. So, <laughs> Um, but the LS7, mm-hmm. the best flowing intake you can get for an LS is the LS7. That was you? Yeah. And I actually ended up looking this looking this up because I'm like, why would Holly spend all this money on high-rises? We talked about and... this on a podcast because I feel like Did I we? remember this conversation as well. Okay. But, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. But it, it yeah, kind of blew my mind that the LS7. I was that I was reading about like, someone who finally that came out with an aftermarket one. Yeah. That was yeah. – because com- um, there was other ones that also like compare – um, flow wise, but they're um, the cost is like super high. This, yeah. Someone finally came out with one that was like competitive to the OEM costing one. Yeah, and that's what blew my mind is like you you don't really think about OEM stuff being good because when you start like modifying a vehicle, it's, like, it's yeah, all after yank it out and throw it away. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so you don't think OEM spend millions of dollars developing right. cars. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, and dude, so that was kind of <laughs> the more that I work on cars, the more I'm like. They spent so much time on this, well, bro. That was yeah. like our, our scout build at our shop. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but we that's what we aimed for. We wanted to have OEM quality. Yeah. Because that was that is a standard, I would say, no doubt. Because they do stuff well. Yeah. And so we definitely were aiming for that. But you know what I wish well, no, there are some OEMs that do it. There are OEMs that do compound turbos. Yeah. You know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. BMW yeah. has them on their diesels. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Anyways, Why where were you going such a... with that though? Oh, I was just saying that, it, like, uh, with the whole argument of the the OEM hybrid turbos yeah. versus the the aftermarket ones, it, it like when you actually put some thought into it, you realize like, oh crap, yeah, they definitely have designed like million, mm-hmm. like you were saying, millions of dollars of research yeah. into what that engine needs, right? Yeah. And the OEM is going to try and put out something that is the best performing for that tailor made setup, right? Yeah. So of course they make performance compromises for like uh, emissions and and economy well, yeah, and stuff but, but yeah, yeah even still with those in mind they're still trying to get as much power out of it as they can yeah yeah especially if you're dodge that's a oh no what that's the first time i think we've complimented dodge wait, on i here. didn't compliment dodge for wait, anything what, <laughs> what are you why, why are you, you take why it are back you, wait what were you complimenting dodge on 
the the fact that they're high horsepower production numbers. Oh. In mass quantity. Take it back. It's not worth it. But guess what? What? All the idiots freaking put them in donuts and then smash them into other cars. <laughs> <laughs> Losers. See, uh, but but rednecks <laughs> don't care about emissions and economy. I, uh, that's true. Just kidding. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> I, I I I had to find something to down them, and the only thing I can think of right now with the high horsepower Dodges is that idiots get a hold of them and do street takeovers. Are you talking? Or or, or you could have just gone to the the meow chargers or meow challengers. What? The new electric ones that they oh, try they to make sound, like sound <laughs> try to yeah. make it sound like a. <laughs> oh, dude, watching those videos was engine. the worst. Like I wanted to rip my eyeballs out. <laughs> oh man. It looks like an old school charger, but then it goes, meh. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you might as well make it have that, or have it make that noise. No, yeah. I think that's what it sounds like. Oh. No, have you not heard it? They they rev. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. they try to like add the supercharger wine on top of it, and it literally just, yeah. meow. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird. But I, I do want to talk about compounds. Do you, what, Dax, tell me what you know about compounds. Nah, I, dude, let's not talk about compounds. They suck. You be quiet. <laughs> it's your turn to be quiet. You sit in the corner. I'm talking about compounds with Daxton. Oh, he's, he's sliding away. I think we're in luck this time. <laughs> so, um, back, so, yeah. bitches. Oh, no. <laughs> so the, what I understand from compounds is it's a very heavily used in diesel, like the diesel community. And, and pretty much what you're doing is you're having a smaller turbo spool up the bigger turbo to to kind of help the 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 lag like you're compensating for lag with with the smaller turbo spooling the bigger turbo yeah essentially yeah yeah and that's the great part is i think diesels do take the biggest advantage of them just due to their uh the way that their air cycles through the engine yeah um but you know we'll just run over the basics of a compound setup for those of you who who don't know i'm going to go a little bit more in depth oh um, so you do start off with a smaller turbocharger that is sized more appropriately. You know, a lot of times it's almost like a stock size turbo. Yeah. Uh, it's something that spools quickly, delivers boost efficiently and, you know. But most likely runs out of efficiency near yeah. higher, higher RPMs. You, yeah. It's like you, in a, in a diesel, especially where you are revving to like 3,500 RPMs or something, you want to make the most out of that rev range. Yeah. Cause you literally, you're revving like two to 3,000 RPMs and that's it. Yeah. And so you have a turbo, you know, the small turbo that revs. Not, not peak RPM, but like your range of RPMs yeah, your changes range. up to 2,000 RPM sometimes. Yeah, you're, that's yeah, you're like ranging. That's the biggest range of RPM And the, most diesels, you know, especially, you know, if, if you have a truck with a heavy load, you want a turbo to light up quickly. <laughs> he said heavy load. <laughs> and <laughs> you want that turbo to light up quickly because you want to get into power. If you're starting at the base of a hill and you're accelerating with a heavy trailer, you want peak power quickly. Right. But you, you don't also want to sit to... there floored waiting to finally yeah. get moving because a, you haven't a, built boost yet. A diesel engine that doesn't have boost is a, is kind of a dog. The the 6.2 liter Chevys? Yeah. The it's Detroit like, Chevys? I've had, I've had boost couplers blow off they'll, before. They'll pull anything. They just won't go fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you still have torque, but you you if you don't have boost, like I had my Cummins, like it, if it blows off a coupler, like you know this. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah, yeah. I I used his his 12 valve Cummins to pull um a, uh, a, a trailer. Uh, it's a big trailer, too. It's like I 32 always, every foot, time wasn't I, it? I always try to like say a trailer home, but it's like it's not just a big RV. It's a trailer. fifth wheel camper. Yeah, um, it's big. But so I was pulling that up a hill down to St. George, and it blew off. And next thing I know, I'm going up this hill in like first gear, dude. Just <laughs> trying to get I-15 up the hill and then like a 70 mile hour doing like a 25. Yeah. yeah, I don't so, think anybody wanted to hear that noise. Don't you do it again? Please don't. Don't. No. But. But people like the sounds of engines. No one likes the sounds of engines. Not you make. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, you want boost 
you know, quickly. And another thing with diesels that you have to consider is EGTs. And so if you have a turbo usually that spools really fast, you are going to have, you know, higher EGTs typically because you're usually, you know. Well, you're maxing out its efficiency. Yeah, you're maxing out its efficiency quickly. Yeah. And so usually you have a smaller compressor housing, and so it just kind of restricts and you get get more heat buildup. Yeah. And so anyways, this is about turbos. Yes. So one of the great parts about, so you add the compound turbo. So a compound turbo is a larger secondary turbo. And so essentially the way that works, you know, let's talk about the exhaust side of it, is the exhaust goes from the engine through the small turbo and then straight out of the small turbo into the big turbo. So the exhaust gas first spooled the small turbo. Yeah, but you're essentially recycling yeah, it into and so, the secondary turbo. Yeah, and so then you're spooling the small turbo, so you get that immediate boost that you want, the one that you need right off the line so you're not sitting there spooling forever. And then that small turbo is forcing, you know, compressing air and that compressed air is going directly into the intake of the big turbo, thus helping it also, you know, spool up faster because it's pushing the air past that compressor wheel. And so you're not only are you helping the big turbo spool faster, but you're forcing the air through that turbo into your engine. So as that big turbo starts to spool up, usually you want to set it up so the smaller turbo's wastegate opens at about the same time you spool. Yeah. And so then it bypasses the small turbo to give the big turbo even more exhaust flow. Yeah. And so it's this really cool turbo setup that gives you pretty much an entire range of boost. And so there's diesel guys, you know, who have a compound turbo setup and can make 80 PSI boost, you know, yeah, and massive amounts of power. And then lift the head and turn it into a bomb. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, and But so you get these great benefits of fast spool, high boost, high power with low EGTs because you can put on this massive turbocharger that is flowing so much air that you are not skyrocketing your EGTs, so thus you can go up this big old mountain road pulling a heavy trailer like at full speed. Why did you change the heavy trailer? I like the heavy load. That's my reason. (laughs) 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 The heavy load is you. We're putting you on the back of the trailer. Yeah, I'm getting fat, boys. (laughs) So there's these compound turbos are just super cool because you have a multitude of benefits from this setup and you can do it in a fairly compact setup you know it it definitely takes more room than a single turbo but most compound turbo setups still just sit on the side of the engine and you don't need looking in diesel engine bays half the time if you don't know what you're looking for you can't even tell they're compounded unless you actually know like where the everything because they can set it way down below the other one and it's like something you'd never even really notice i I just had to make sure uh because i i doubt it but i didn't want to say something unless i was or in case i was wrong um the usually the the big turbo's compressor feeds the small turbo. Did I have that backwards? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because then the small turbo doesn't have a, like if you had the small turbo first, it would be a restriction on the intake of oh, the Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yep. Um, that would make sense. Because yeah, the, the main reason I remember that, Caleb, is because yeah. I was like, wait, I remember I always can get really big air filters for yeah. compounds because usually no, it's on you're, the you're, turbo. No, you're right. You're totally right. I got that mixed up. I apologize. It's all good. Uh, so Stupid. that means, but not the exhaust. <laughs> the exhaust, so yeah. like the exhaust is routed basically the inverse of the the com- the um, compressor side. The So the, you're almost like remote side. mounting uh, the, the, the big turbo. primary turbo. But yeah, you are creating. Well, no, so yeah, it's you, the secondary. Yeah, so you're creating. They call the big turbo the secondary. Yeah, but you're yeah. creating a vacuum on the. The big turbo. On the, on, yeah, on the secondary. Okay. 
Wait, no, is it primary? No, no, I'm getting that. No, I'm pretty sure the big one is the secondary. (laughs) But if you're running, so in my head when I was saying remote mounted, if you're running the actual, like, every, like, manifold collects, the whole manifold goes together, and the first turbo it hits is the secondary turbo. No. It's the small one. So the exhaust first goes into the small one. So like I said, remember, the exhaust is routed, like, almost reverse of the intake. Like the 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 compressed air side, so the exhaust goes in the small one, and then out the small one into the big one, and then downpipe out the tailpipe. Yeah. And then, but the intake though, the there's the air filter on the big turbo, that then runs the charge pipes to the small turbo, that runs the sm- charge pipes into the engine. Oh, I see now. Okay. So. Some of that stuff that I can't find. So why, but why do you guys think that it's not heavily used in gasoline engines? Just because of the rev range, and you're I able to get most, more rev out of it. I think it's because most of the time you don't need sixty pounds of boost. <laughs> Says who? So it's just like I think. Wait, what was your question again? Why, why isn't it used in gasoline engines as often? Oh, I really because I think most gasoline engines don't well, need. Well, how many gasoline you know, engines are you towing with? That's also tur- turbocharged. But why do I need it for towing? Maybe I want it for drifting. Well, but that's what I'm saying, though. It's like it's it's ideal for towing because you get regular drivability, like most turbocharged engines from the factory. Yeah. Where they're they're small enough, you get good response, um, and you have low RPM boost, so that way you can be more economic. Well, I mean, the whole aspect but, of towing makes total sense to me. Like, well, that's, that's what I'm saying, though. That's the reason they're really only on trucks, I think, diesel trucks, because it gets you the the torque down low. And like more um, high, like high power capability too, without always needing to get to peak RPMs to make boost. I also don't think there's many OEMs that need that much boost. Like a single, you know, why do you most keep OEM... saying need boost? Of course you need well, boost because most. Well, but we're talking boost. about like, OEMs. If though. we're talking yeah. like an OEM, you know, it, it, say there's you know like a four cylinder that makes like three to four hundred horsepower is a super fun setup on and OEMs do that and they don't need two turbos to do that. Yeah. They they have one, you know, properly sized turbo that spools quickly, is efficient and, you know, makes the uh, enough boost for that power band. See, but even and performance vehicles like V8s with with twin turbos, like they're they're not compounds because again, a fun like street vehicle spools fast. So you put yeah. small turbos on it and and make as early boost as you can without like having them completely mm, choke the end. Even if you don't I I typically think that compounds are a way to deliver very high boost pressures. But okay. they are and infinitely more complex, like more way more piping, way more like both intake well, yeah, and you're exhaust. Adding, you you're not just adding two individual turbos acting independently of each other. You're having that whole thing become the a whole system. complicated routing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like they're rather simple personally. No, well, no, like, but for OEMs, that's yeah. another reason they don't use centrifugal superchargers mm-hmm. is because a a a I manifold mounted supercharger. One, you have like it's taking up the valley usually, which is like already real it's estate. Our, yeah, it's real estate that's you're putting been taken. a manifold there anyways. Um, and you don't have like piping. Like if you're like even if you're having like a, an air to um, an air to water, like your piping is just the like the water system. Yeah. Whereas with centrifugal, you have like intake piping. So. At least that's part of the reasons I was reading just earlier. Not to not to kill the the compounds, but 
pro-charged. Caleb, we need to keep talking. He's trying to kill the compound. No, no, no. We... Pro, pro-charged. No, compound. Not pro-charger, but pro-charged. So it's supercharger and turbo. Twin-charged. Twin-charged. Oh, is that? I thought it was always yeah. called pro-charged. No, so there, it's twin-charged. Um, twin-charged yeah. is usually just when you have There's two a, types. And that was a big thing of... in rally for a long time was the was the twin-charge. Yeah. They, like the Lancias, they did it quite a bit. Turbo. Yeah. And yeah. there are OEM manufacturers that do that. But again, I think the reason that you don't see it, especially anymore, is just because of the complexity of it. Right. And I don't think, you know, with modern technology, I don't think there's many benefits of doing a twin charger versus. Right. Just because you can size your turbos or so even supercharger. Well, or yeah. just supercharger, yeah. Like there's the technology nowadays that you don't need. There's not really from any sort both. of. But what um, if I want no turbo lag at all? That, but that's what that's what we're saying though. Is like they basically got it designed to where it does that. Yeah, already. now you can have turbos that yeah. are so well designed, whether aftermarket or whatever. It's like Lies. that they are. And reasons you saw it in the past was um, because like uh, if you go with a, a like a slightly bigger engine, like if you do a V6 with a turbo, you can get the same as instantaneous torque from a supercharged four cylinder, just from the naturally aspirated part of the V6, but then you still have the turbo behaving like it normally does. So you get, like, the same results if you just go with a little bit bigger of an engine. Whereas if you're not, like, um, restricted by class, like some of those those rally cars yeah. where they had to have certain engine sizes, they're like, okay, let's make it behave like a big motor and have a turbo. And so that's why it works. And so there's oh, benefits so to it, but I think nowadays there's enough technology in both, you know, in you all get sorts of various almost identical boost. behavior from well, another thing just over complex. Another yeah. thing that comes to my head to kind of eliminate the twin charger and get the the same, I don't know, the same. Uh, come on, help behavior. me out here. Yeah, same behavior yeah, yeah. as as a twin charge is just feeding the turbocharged system with nitrous. And there are Screw people that. that, no, no, there's people that Nitrous do, like, is for cheaters. That's a lot of people. Well, they don't use, they're not even using the nitrous necessarily as a combustion aid, but it's seriously just to spool the turbo. They will oh, have yeah. jets, no, you know. know. Yeah, it's right on the turbo. And just literally to spool this big turbo really fast. Because that's something I've seen with Formula Drift cars, like you'd brought up earlier, how they were big NA or yeah. supercharged NA. Yeah. Supercharged NA. <laughs> no, supercharged motors yeah. and big NA. But I know that a lot of guys like will run straight nitrous as well. Just for that instant, with the instantaneous pick me yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that uh, it was. Like, oh crap! Two, I need extra power. Yeah, I know that. Like two years ago, I was watching a Chris Forberg. Forberg. Forsberg. <laughs> Forberg. <laughs> Forberg. No, Chris Forsberg. He was running, and he lost his supercharger. Yeah. On one round, and they were like announcing it like. They're, oh, no, he's down on a supercharger, so that means he's down on power. And they just force-fed it with a ton more nitrous to, yeah. like, make up the difference. And so, and I bet it performed pretty similarly to yeah. how he was nitrous driving Nitrous has some really cool aspects about it. And there's, you know, like, you can do a throttle pedal. You can even do, like, a potentiometer-type deal. Yeah. Where it's, like, completely throttle-based. Like, as you get into it, you get more. And so there's a lot of cool tech and benefits to nitrous. It also cools the air, which is always good. But then you have to refill nitrous, and that's yeah. the only part I can't get on board so with. So that's, like, but that's something that Sean, our good buddy Shunald, he has been he's been talking because I'm like, why don't you just go turbo already? Because he did his stroker now, he's got his like three why liter stroker. Why don't you just not go BMW engine? <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, I keep trying to talk him into doing turbos, and he's like, I think my next step is just going to be nitrous. I'd rather just fill up the bottle. Ah! See, well, <laughs> and, and there are benefits to that. Like, uh, like I make will not... gobs of power for no good reason without needing to refuel on power. So the nice part with nitrous, though, is you can install it in like half an hour if you know what you're doing. Yeah. In an hour. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not 
changing my entire intake system. I'm not mounting the supercharger. I'm not changing my exhaust. No, you're routing a couple lines and you're you're. So there, I will not say. The fun part is you can blow up your intake manifold. Well, I can do that with a turbo and a supercharger if I tried. (laughs) Really? I think so. Well, with my supercharger, I sure just block the exhaust off. You think you could blow up your your intake manifold that way? I think so. I feel like you have to have an. I know, but I, (laughs) I I feel like. You can't ramp in, or you can't make boost appear so fast that it blows up. I think I just put on a super small pulley and see what happens. I still don't think you'll break your. Ring Actually, I already manifold. know what happens. You break ring lines. Yeah, <laughs> <Like a> Subaru. <laughs> I I don't think I I don't think you could blow up your manifold the way you could with the, like like you yeah, might not, start right. leaking nitrous, somewhere. Yeah. But, nitrous but is definitely why, more common. Why is that. nitrous blowing up intakes? It's more volatile. It's you, just because of the combustion or the, the you have to have your it. mixtures. Yeah, if you don't have it exact. set up right, you can like start to build up nitrous in your manifold, and then uh, somehow you get igni- if you get an ignition, ignition source, event, yeah. like following it up into Timing your manifold. Change and all bada bing, but a yeah. boom. Yeah. <laughs> like I've seen like some pretty gnarly explosions you can get from nitrous. So nitrous, you know, with moderation, I think is a, a great way. Hmm. I've even seen holes in hoods from it blowing yeah. out the intake yeah. manifold. Yeah. And <laughs> like if you want to add power, nitrous is fairly cheap. Like you can get a nitrous kit, like it's not that expensive, especially yeah. if you have like a four barrel or something like that. Like you get a plate and you, you unbolt your carb, you bolt in the plate, you bolt your carb back down, and then you run in your lines and you got nitrous. The initial well, cost even... and time investment to get the power from nitrous is so low but of course obviously at a certain point you've paid enough in nitrous refills that you're now over the cost of a turbo kit but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so eventually but, but not for for a while but you're also getting the reliability of a naturally aspirated motor because the minute yeah. you take that bottle off well, depends on your it, it not yeah if you, if you don't set up your bottle right because there's yeah. a, a lot of people you know and but that's, that's one the of same things, thing with anything you yeah. know with nitrous is a lot of the proper way to do it is you actually also have a fuel valve at the same time and so when you open up the nitrous, it's also injecting extra fuel at that same time because the nitrous itself, you know, is not a fuel. If I remember correctly, right? Right? It's not a fuel. It's it, all it is is allowing you to get more air and with more oxygen with diesels. It's isn't pro- it propane? Because propane. Oh well, yeah, you can use propane, propane as well. Yeah. Can you and do propane. it on a gas engine? I don't think so. Well, no, is, well, is that no, just a diesel thing? Well, propane's yeah. different because that is more like a fuel. Yeah, and so you're oh, limited cool. by it cools air. as well. But Where on diesels, it has more benefits. I think. nitrous, okay. NO2, well, NOx, NO2, NO2 I think. Yeah. Um. So part of that is nitrogen and oxygen. And yeah. Oxygen is what you need. Yeah, you're feeding more oxygen into it with with the nitrous than you would naturally. Yeah, and so you can actually still lean out your engine with nitrous and detonate and blow stuff up. And that's kind of what happens a lot of times with nitrous. Yeah. Is that it leans out, it detonates, and it blows up because you're not. You have to still have. You know, on small shots, you know, like a don't take anything I say horsepower. about nitrous for yeah. For, none of us are for, nitrous experts. Yeah, because screw nitrous. <clears throat> but <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure like a 25 horsepower like shot or like something that. like you don't have to do anything like crazy. Well, yeah, but, it's, it's essentially like adding four pounds of boost. Yeah, it's like, like you're not going crazy overboard. It's just that little bit added help. I mean, I blew up my engine on like six pounds of boost. It. My 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 three eight that I didn't run a tune on it blew up. It was that, like six pounds of boost. That always yeah. happens with too much air, not it's enough fuel. Ford. Yeah, <laughs> you own one. I know that's the problem. So, but you know, really quick, you know, there are a couple. We, we're about out of time, but or I just really to slow. Hit, I don't um, mind. Other than single turbos and twin turbos and compound turbos, there's also another setup that you don't see a whole lot, which is sequential turbos. A lot of people, I think, get those confused or with compounds. parallel turbos. Yeah, there's parallel, which is just two of the same size. Um, which is essentially twin turbos from my understanding. I could be wrong. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure twin turbos can also be compounds, can also be sequential, 
and there, it's like it's like not all. Squ- I I, called, I don't think so. Like I called, squares are rectangles, but not I, all I don't rectangles I don't think so. I, I went to a diesel thing, like a diesel tune day. <laughs> a diesel thing. Uh, uh, whatever those rednecks do when they start blowing lots of smoke and stuff. Yeah. And put them on dynos. But yeah. they, uh, I, I accidentally, because I knew what a compound turbo setup was. I had a 6.7 Cummins at the time and loved it to death and was studying the crap out of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I mistakenly walked by and I'm never like, got to VGT oh, that's, turbo. That's a, sick, uh, that's a sick twin turbo setup. And he goes, it's not twins. And he <laughs> went off on me. So I, I disagree <laughs> with you I, saying that twin turbo could also twin, be classified I think as compound. Just as likely as I could be wrong, so could other people. I, I, but, yeah. I, just, I feel yeah, like the rednecks know. I think... I'm pretty sure parallels are essentially. I'm not the same standing idea. by. It. I, I was know. just speculating. I'm just saying that I'm pretty sure parallels. So don't, you're not disagreeing with me. You're the just same <laughs> as twins, uh, but sequentials are you know totally separate. Toyota actually did sequential turbos. It was on the Jay Z's. Mm-hmm. They did, Jay- and that's why people take them off. Yep, because they actually had a smaller turbo. And no, a- they were the same size. Yeah, they I were the same they were. size, and so that's usually what you do with sequential is like in like, sequence you spool one because like you can use all of your exhaust gases to spool yeah. one rather than two, so it starts with one in the sequence, spools that, and then once you start reaching max efficiency of six cylinders on one turbo, it then splits up and opens into two. And okay. so in theory, it's a pretty good setup, although it's kind yeah, of an inter- right, right. it's kind of an interesting sequential setup because the um, the way the intake is routed is a, a, a little interesting. Here's but a very simple diagram, so you can see all six spool the one turbo okay. first, and then as it spools, it opens up to the other turbo, and they're both like wying into the same pipe. Yeah, and so they're not feeding each other, and so it's kind of an interesting setup, which yeah. which is cool. You get really nice drivability, I think, from it. Yeah, it's like but the main not thing. peak, but not peak power, which yeah. is why people go big singles. Yeah, because from my understanding, people uh, Toyota did it with the JZ, and yeah. BMWs also done it with like the S52s or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, because it was like the the M3s that had the the sequential turbos, right. which makes sense because then you can size them really small because you're sizing one turbo for basically um a like a one liter um three cylinder, yeah. so, which is tiny, yeah. which is tiny. Yeah, but then you can still get max higher max power. No, one and a half. They're a three liter. Yes, saying. that's correct. So, to conclude this episode, don't do it. I don't. Don't do it. Hopefully, conclude, it was any sort of help. I feel like it was a lot of rambling on our ends. Well, it's <laughs> also a rambling. lot of good information because a lot of people. The whole don't point fully of the podcast understand. is us just sitting in the garage chilling, chatting. That's yeah. fair. We're we're just here to give you entertainment. But to end this, that's why we have Caleb on. Which he's one? Funny looking. Which one? They don't see that. That's true. We don't. We're not. We're not video. That doesn't change the fact that you're funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, let me finish the episode. Go ahead. Finish. Turbo is superior. Finish. Finished. That's it. Wow. Finish. It doesn't take you long to finish. Tur- turbo. <laughs> no, <it doesn't. laughs> I'm a solid two pump. That's. Yeah, I think I. I think overall, I prefer turbos. It, it depends on the usage. I really like my supercharger for drifting. I will say that the. I, think the I bet you like it even more when you're making more than four yeah, PSI. Yeah, when I'm making more than four PSI, I like <laughs> a boost. It's it's insanely good drivability. I do really enjoy that, but I think otherwise turbos are more fun, and I think it's also easier to make more power with a turbo, in my opinion. I also mm-hmm. really like the sound of turbo flutter. <laughs> Not blow off. Or do like like do it it's like my truck. It's like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, like, dude, yeah. I love the sound of a fluttering diesel turbo. Because they don't, that, they don't oh. do it often because it's they like, don't have, like, a throttle body. What do they do? Yeah, my 6.7 Cummins, like, when I was in the snow, I'd Or, like, buses. It, I hear yeah. buses do it, too. Yeah. They're, like, they come to a stop. They're, like, whoa, choo, 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 choo. Yeah, it's, like, a choo-choo. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. <"Whoa>, <laughs> <laughs> Our There's audience no, it, is it's so not happy a, right It's now. not a flutter. It's a choo-choo. I, everyone, I, what, 
Let's hear your best turbo impression. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like, honestly, I think the best one I can do is is a, a diesel. diesel. Do it. Yeah, because yeah. it's easy. Yeah. It's a su- oh, I love it. It sounds so good. I love on, Turbo Flutter. On that oh. note, thank you, everybody, for uh, all the support, all the listening. We're very happy that Caleb has finally come back to home. <laughs> I'm out of here. And he's here with us. But everybody, thanks so much. We, we really <laughs> yeah, we we left him hanging last week when uh, <laughs> showed up uh, we no had some problems. Here. So, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, hey, go check out our Instagram at clueless, clueless underscore drifting. Yeah, he got it. He got it. <laughs> it's like he looks at Instagram and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to to like, give us a review. Yeah, yeah, definitely give us a review. That that helps out. Quite share a bit. us with your friends. Follow us on Spotify, Sign up for iTunes, anybody, any, any 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 podcast. What is that? The app. Give us yeah. ideas if you if if you have ideas or things you want us to discuss. Like I said, message it. Daxon at our uh, our Instagram and tell me smart. No, I'm stupid. <laughs> You're no, a smart it. cookie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. Love you. Bye. Like the car guy, bye. Well. Wasu tutu!